And welcome, everybody. Hey, it is Friday. It's day before the Super Bowl, a couple of days before Valentine's Day. Everything's going on right now, but it's going to be kind of fun for the weekend. I'm going to look, look forward to looking to watch that game tomorrow. So anyway, this is the Jupiter Rising Show. I'm Eileen Grimes, your host, and I'm an astrologer. Been that one for about 31 years, I think. And this morning, we have one of our favorite people on the show. That's Mr. Matt. Shay, hi, Matt. How are you? Fine. How are you, Eileen? I'm good. Thank you so much. Okay. So this morning, we just have an interesting sort of thing. And I, I didn't realize when I picked the Celebrity of the Week that, that you know, Matt likes him too. So I picked out Tiny Tim. And I just thought, well, I was running through the ads on Facebook and, you know, different stories. And there was a story, and I didn't get to read it all because I lost the page and I couldn't find it again. But it was all about Tiny Tim and his very weird background. You know, I thought, well, let's see what he's got in his chart. And I looked at his chart and go, okay, there it is. And so I decided to do a um, little synopsis about his chart and also a little bit about him. So that'll, that's going to be fun. And Matt is here to be talking about his new books that he's working on right now. I think it was plural. And so we have a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about. We just talked about just what we're going to do before the show today because we work pretty well together. So anyway, it's going to be fun today. And we were going to, you know, this has been a really hard week for me, folks. I'm moving today. After I leave here, I'm moving out of the place I moved, lived, moved to. I'm moving to... A temporary housing situation. I'm moving to Motel 6 down in Tacoma, just in case you want to know. Anyway, um, there were some things that happened that just wasn't that fun, so um, decided to get out of there. So, anyway, it'll be better. It always is better the next time around. So, okay, let's get we let's take a break here for a moment. When we get back here, we're going to be doing the Astro Celebrity of the Week. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Okay, okay, we're going to stop this right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know, he's pretty good at that. He did that really well. Good singing and good ukulele playing, too. Not bad. Okay, so that was Tiny Tim, and let's talk about his astrology for a moment because it's interesting. His birthday is, or was, is April 12th, 1932, at 2.38 p.m. This is a rectified chart. They're not really sure of when he was born, but this was done by somebody to figure out his approximate time of birth. So we're going to take this, and I actually took a look at it, and it really looks very accurate. So, And he was born in Manhattan, New York. Okay, so I'm looking at his chart, and, you know, I, I'm going back to the memories I had when I first heard him, and I said, oh, boy, who is this very strange person? Well, 
I mean, I'm looking at the sun in Aries. It's probably in the eighth house with a couple of the planets around it. The next one right next to it is Uranus. Now, this would basically make a lot of sense because anybody that has a Uranus sun conjunction is going to be really different. Somebody that is, it is dependent upon him to break the chains of the past so that he doesn't have to go on and do the same stuff his parents and everybody else did in his family. He was trying to find his own way to do things. So with that, and then he also has Mercury right next to that, his Mercury and Uranus. So his brain was definitely off on a beaded, you know. Did you want to say something? Oh, I'm just wondering, you were looking at me. Oh, this is all a Uranus thing today. So um, a Mercury Uranus is somebody with a really uh, highly evolved mind, somebody who's not afraid to jump into unforeseen circumstances and, and has quite a good intellect. So he's probably very smart. And he definitely uh, did his research on musical styles because he was very interested in music from the 1900s up to about 1930, and I, I was ta- talking to Matt before we started today. I said, well, it seems like his life was centered in that particular time and venue and the way he dressed, the things he sang, all that thing that represented the past. So um, it's interesting, by choice, he did that too. So um, and he seemed to just be drawn to that particular point in time. So he did the music of the times too. So and then so we have Mars in uh, Aries here too. So it's so about big four big planets all right next to each other. So they're all quite active up there in, in Aries. Aries is pretty much doing stuff that nobody's ever done before, and you get to do it to the point where you're going to do it out in the world. So this is kind of showing us that he um, chose that route. He chose a route that nobody else would want to do, but he did it himself. Now there's one other thing that I decided to check out, as you know. I'm writing a book about the stationary planet, and of those who haven't heard this, a stationary planet is a planet in a, an astrological chart that is basically neither retrograde or straight. Not straight, <laughs> direct. Direct or retrograde, excuse me. All straight's another word for it. But um, what happens with a, ret- a stationary planet, they're rather rare, and it usually means that the person's planet, who's whatever planet it is, in the chart means that the, the person really, really focuses in on that particular energy. It's like a branding iron. I've heard it called that, called a center point in the chart where not much grieves or moves away from that that much. So I thought, well, I wonder what he would have. And I said, oh, I found out he had Jupiter stationary direct. Okay, it does make a difference which place it's going. If it's going direct, moving forward. That means the person has an access to new information that they've gotten through in the past life with a Jupiter retrograde, which is, means you have to go back over the past to learn what you have to learn. And then when you go into the direct phase, that's when you'll be able to apply the learning that you've done. So he has Jupiter in Leo. Oh, well, of course he does. Now, we do know a lot about how he made it in life. And I think, let me ask you, Matt, what you think of this. The stationary Jupiter almost means that the person has better luck than they would really expect. I have to agree with that because his parents were not from here. They were immigrants. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they caught on that he had an interest in music. And at age five, his dad bought him a wind-up photograph for only 78-speed records, those 10-inch ones. That oh, go right, right. And his dad had got him 
It was the song was called "Beautiful Ohio" from Henry Burr. Okay, but he played it over and over again mm-hmm. for several years because that was the only one he had, mm-hmm. and that by itself really hooked him going towards music. Right. Because not long after that, he would hang out at the New York City Library and spend all day not only looking up everything he could about the history of music, right. he would copy sheets of music right. and take them home and through the years in his bedroom would try to figure out how to read music. Wow. So he's a self-taught guy, basically. This is early stages of life, five oh. years old on wow. forward. You know, and I'm trying to actually combine that with stationary Jupiter. Okay, so you you would have a person who, with that particular planet, it's all about the expansion of one's consciousness, especially in certain veins, and that when they find a vein, they want to go down. And with Leo, Leo would mean uh, that it'd be something that would potentially add to his popularity later on. That's what would be involved. So... Do you know what I mean? Yes. I'm going to try my very best to keep up with you because okay. I do not understand astrology to the degree you do. But knowing you for a number of years, I know a bit about it. You said discovering, finding something about himself. You're a former opera singer. Yeah. And so when people are talking about music, they have to mm-hmm. educate me. Right. The word falsetto yes. comes out. And is yes, that a high-pitched says. voice? Yes. Because... It's said in the writings about the history of Tiny Tim growing up right. that he always wanted to be a performer, a mm-hmm. singer on stage, and he loved the violin and the ukulele. Right. But something was missing, and then one day he entered an amateur talent scout show, and he sang a song with the highest pitch he could and discovered that, that he had that going right. for him. Right. And then that was the only thing going for him voice-wise. Okay. And so he banked on that. He put all of his marbles in one bag, but that's how we've come to know him. The rest is history. That's right, yeah. He found his niche or his niche he was going to fill in history, you know. And, and for one thing, his Jupiter is in what we call the 12th house, which is, that's artistic things, usually, music. Uh, but particularly for him, it would be his, his greatest part of his better luck than he had. Better luck than many people would have in this life to have something like that happen. Well, he was tenacious. Yeah, he, he was. He had a job, a part-time job at Metro Golden Mayor. They're the guys who did The Wizard of Oz. Of course. And he was just fascinated by watching film, watching yes. that industry. Yep. And then he got a job at a nightclub somewhere in Greenwich Village, I believe, mm-hmm. and to perform six hours a night, six days a week, he was paid $96 a month. Oh, my God. Well, those were the days before people got big money at this stuff. That was the threshold of getting his big break. He was out there. And also, which is funny, is he was fascinated with Rudolph Valentino. And he saw a poster with Rudolph Valentino having long hair and kind of a pasty white face. Yeah. So he emulated that for stage. Yeah. He was in his 20s. His mother was horrified and wanted to send him to a psychiatrist oh. to figure him out. The dad intervened and said, no, this yeah. is good. He's getting attention. Right. And so he experimented with various stage names. Mm-hmm. He went by Derry Dover. 
Sir Timothy Timms, Larry Love and the Singing Canary. <laughs> and then he had a couple other names that were just fantastic. Yeah. One was Texarkana Tex, Judas K. Foxlove, Vernon Castle, and Emmett Swink. Oh, God. Those are good names. Yes. Yeah. But he, there he's six foot one, which is considerably tall for the 1950s. Oh, yeah, he was tall. The names, and much in the same way Liberace was getting further and further out there. Yeah. He was getting further out there for that attention. Right. He loved that stage. Yeah. You know, that chart really pretty much describes what you're just talking about. Anybody with a Uranus sun. I mean, you are daring to be different whatever which way you go. My dad has this aspect, too. It, you know, he followed the rules according to, to what society did, but he did weird, different stuff. I mean, he was an operatic singer, you know, and a, a, a Boeing engineer, too, at the same time. Kind of interesting, juxtaposed in their two careers. But he did do that, and he had kind of a weird sense of humor, which is also quite Aquarian, which is the sign that Uranus rules. But for him, um, I, what I do when I'm looking, at it, looking for a chart, and I list, kind of pay attention to the history, I'm going to see how much of this chart actually validates what this guy went through. And this chart fits him perfectly to a T, just perfect. Because, you know, anybody who has uh, the planet Uranus either next to the moon or the sun means that the person's collective ego is way, way bigger, different, you know, on a different scale. You know, and besides, he had a mixed background. He had a, a Lebanese, or was it, I think it was Lebanese, father and Jewish mom, you know, sort of two different races, too. And so that's definitely Iranian as well. So um, what I would be saying about this with his stationary Jupiter is that all the doors opened at the right time for him to this hat, and he did the right things. You know, yes. I wanted to slide this in really quick. Yeah. He was greatly talented, but the mixture of his family and being new in America and in the 50s, it was an awful lot. And where I'm going with this was he had to repeat his high school, excuse me, his sophomore year in high school more than once, and that's when he dropped out of high school. Interesting. Uh, Yes, I know. I have to take a break, my dear. So, (laughs) So, yes, and he basically did it his own way. Pretty much the whole time. He didn't follow anybody else's. He followed what he knew to be correct for him. Mix and match, Mix yes. Mix and match. That's very good. So very interesting guy. To me, the Jupiter just seems to just scream out as being a, a ruler over his chart. The fact is that when he died, he was doing a concert somewhere, and he had a heart attack on stage, and he died shortly after that. And that's how dedicated he was to this career. While he was performing tiptoe of the tulips. Yes, yeah, right. It was just so ironic. You know, so that's kind of Jupiter's yelling at him, too. It's like, okay, you're done. Time to move on. So anyway, he's an interesting guy. And if anybody ever wants to look at him and kind of read his chart, you can contact me if you want and get the chart, and I can send it to you. It's interesting. So anyway, we're going to take a break now. We're really over time, but it was worth talking about. So we're going to take a break right now. When we get back, we're going to be talking more with Mr. Matt Shea. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.
This is Martha Norwalk, every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to Natasha Venter at angelicclarifications.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, it's best, bioenergetic synchronization technique, Rasmussen Reset, and Energy Code Sunday. Dr. Nels Rasmussen and Sister Linda Rasmussen join us. Together, they can help you with behavior training or emotional issues. Give us a call on Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I'm Eileen Grimes, your host of the Jupiter Rising Show. And also today with me is my guest, Mr. Matt Shea. Hi, Matt, again. Hello, Eileen. What a beautiful morning. Look at that mountain range. It's just astounding out there. It's so perfect of a view. It's just clear as a bell. It's awesome. God, it's been a long time since we've seen that. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about a few things. And one thing we're going to be talking about is the new book that you have coming out. Yes. Well, I wanted to continue with our opening theme of Tiny Tim. Okay. We can... He was a joke to many of us. Yeah. I remember one of my neighbors coming up, one of my friend's dad. We watched the Ronan Martin show the night before when he introduced himself to America and did you see that freak? That was a, you know that uh-huh. type of thing. Yeah. And so people were making fun of him mm-hmm. one way. You'd hear his songs on the radio. He was on other shows. He was a love him or hate him, but we all mm-hmm. had something to throw at him. Well, one of my books I was writing in code. His real name was Herbert Butrus Kahari. Did I pronounce that right? Kahari. Okay. I, yeah. And then he changed his middle name to Buckingham. So yes. that was half a dozen for six. It was not an improvement. Well, that's but, sort of like his south node in Jupiter. As Buckingham is quite a regal royal name. So I don't think it worked for him, my opinion. Not exactly. But, but, but when I published my Judge Alvin Wong book in December 27, 2016, I have an idiot savant foolishly representing himself in court, serving as his own attorney. And he gets theatrical with a ukulele being served as an example, an analogy. Right. And he says the world would never know who Herbert Buckingham, pronounce that last name. Cowrie. Cowrie, okay, mm-hmm. is. And I'm trying to trick my audience to look it up because you're going to see Tiny Tim looking back, kind yeah. of a freak style from the 60s, 50s. Yeah. And it further exemplifies what an idiot this guy is in court. Right. Not Tiny Tim, Not Tiny but the Tim. fool trying to pretend he's Perry Mason. Okay, yeah, it's very interesting. It seemed like, um, I'm pretty sure that Tiny Tim tried on a little lot of different hats when he was doing his work, you know, different costumes, you know, yes. trying different styles, whatever it was. A little bit of Liberace about him, Doc yeah. Severtson. He dressed like a musician, yeah. changed stage names, got the attention, yeah. and he was always full of confidence, yeah. and he would point at any stage, and he says, right here, mm-hmm. this is where Fred Astaire, this is where all the greats are. Mm-hmm. Any stage in the world was equal to all stages in his mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Stage is a stage. It's nirvana. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's unfortunate <coughs> or fortunate, or for, not unfortunate or fortunate, thank you, I'll find it, um, that he was trying to try on different ego set, sets, you know, try this, try this, and try this. It's, I think maybe it was experimentation on his part, trying to well, find sure. himself, his so, true self, versus trying something that didn't work, so you try something else. 
you yes. know. It's trial and error mm-hmm. as you're cultivating your talent. Right. Something got you that far to begin That's with. That's right. Yeah. And Uranus is is almost always, to a certain degree, trying on new things that, that will change your physical demeanor, how you practice things, how you do stuff, all that. Everything will just rewrite itself right at that point. You know, and it's experimentation. It really is taking a journey of, of a. It's it's an, a journey of adventure into all these different sides of himself. So he would pull this out and pull out the regal stuff sometimes and all that stuff. You know, and it's like he was trying those on to see how well they fit. You know, some did, some didn't. But basically, for him, it was the tiptoe through the tulips. You know, that's what really well, hit. Approaching that from the Metro Goodwin days. On occasion, he would get a little scene in a movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so he was getting out there yeah. stay on film as well as music. Yeah, yeah. With that Jupiter in Leo, you know, Jupiter in Leo is, it's really a, em, embellished because Leo is the star. is the one that is trying to get the acknowledgement and get all the attention and all that stuff. It's trying to get that. But with Jupiter, it adds more of a flame gets bigger with that because there's such a dying need to become so famous that, you know, you just try on anything to see what works. Yes, and yeah. I'm getting a recurring lesson about learning something. Whenever somebody is famous and I laugh at them, how in the world you do some research and you see the price they pay for being oh, such sure. an individual. Yeah. And I was not a fan of his music per se. I was a fan of how tenacious he was, yeah. how he pursued, he had the talent, yeah. the interest, and he found a way. He beat the odds. Right, he did. And one of the things I'm going to mention about a stationary planet again is it takes over the whole bloody chart, you know, the things that he does, things that he plans out, Whatever he's going to do is that feeling in the back that perhaps he's not good enough. I mean, it could be a psychological thing, but he's learning about himself as he moves into a different type of vein and he performs it out, you know, like a Leo <coughs> would do. So, um, so he was meant to be a performer and really do the stuff that he did, and he wasn't satisfied with just one thing. He did almost everything he could to change his image. Ronan Martin's laugh, and he was one of the gang there. Yeah, yeah. Kept the comedy rolling. Right. And, you know, when we take on, when I do um, readings on people with a stationary planet or something that's really highlighted, um, it shows up like every single place in their life, every single place. There's no exception, you know, and when it does, you just realize that that, that particular part of his chart literally as he's standing there waiting in line to incarnate, and he's talking to God, and God wants him to do what? He says, you have a license, a free license to perform any way you want. How are you going to do that? He says, well, I'm going to try everything I can in a whole lot of different ways to succeed. He says, well, okay, we'll make your, your Jupiter uh, stationary then. <laughs> it's a gift from the gods. Okay, because it gives him more than enough energy to do it. So it would take over his whole entire life. It's just amazing to see that because everything conforms and everything always means something in an astrological chart. And when you have a stationary planet, that's pretty much, like I said, it's the backbone. It's the branding iron. It's the the thing that takes over the person completely and totally. 
So, and he did it in a very nice way, too. He didn't, wasn't nasty about it. He did it in no, a nice he was way. like Jim Neighbors. He was yeah. always a harmless, likable person. And boy, do they ever get scoffed at. Their yep. talent gets underrated. They deduct points because of that. That's right, exactly. And I think Jupiter in Leo is probably the best sign. If you're going to get any stationary planet, get Jupiter in Leo, folks. If you have any desire to be a star or something that gets you in the public eye, helps you perform. And, you know, and he's experimenting with his Uranus sun, experimenting with a whole different bunch of things in his quiver, tons of arrows in his quiver, to the point where he's going to try this on, he's going to try this, he's going to try this, he's going to try this. And definitely costumes would be a big part of that because that conveys a lot of what he's trying to do. So, yes, are you seeing me? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were trying to say something to me. Okay, never mind. Anyway, so anyway, yeah, I just, um, I just love finding things in astrology that completely back up a person's entire life, you know, and it just makes so much sense. Well, you had a stationary planet, you couldn't help it. So anyway, um, okay, so we're going to take another break right now. So when we get back, and have some more with Mr. Matt Shea. It was fun talking about Timey Tim. Never knew it was going to be this long, but you know so much about it, and I knew a little bit about it after just, you know, doing an interview. When you and I met in the parking lot this morning, I had no idea guess who we're going to be talking about today. I, I took all these mad notes just before entering. I know, you did, yeah. But it happened to be on your radar screen of something you were very much aware of, somebody that made an impression on you. And... I was thinking about it. How was it impressed me? And I and I looked at his chart, and his chart impressed me like crazy. And so that's why I wanted to do him. So um, it's it would have been interesting if he ever got an astrological rating. It would have been because people would say, well, Tim, you're interesting, and you're not going to follow anybody else's rules but your own, but you got to go for it. I always respect those who are one of a kind who beat the odds. Yep. And he's one of them. Yeah, and come to think of it, you have a very similar thing in your chart. Because his son Uranus, and you also have son Uranus in your chart, just a different sign, and a different fire sign. So, very good. Okay. So, anyway, we're taking a break right now. When we get back with Matt Shea, we'll do that. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is a live read for Ms. Wanda Buckner and Pat Psychic. Wanda Buckner is a gifted healer, animal communicator, and psychic. She, here's two of her latest reviews. I'm forever grateful for being able to heal through my sessions with Wanda. They have been truly changing and life-saving. They dealt with a substance of my life that could not be accessed in any other way. In regard to Wanda's animal work, Wanda has been doing nothing. One person said it. Wanda has been nothing but a short of of a gift to us. Her ability to communicate with animals is amazing. We are so incredibly grateful for her sharing her gift with us and our dogs. So you have to, you've got to go see her because she helped a very good friend of mine too, who got a kitty integrated with her new family. It was fabulous. So if you want to see her, you can set up an appointment or complimentary consultation. Just email Wanda's office at gmail.com. That's again, W A N D A S office at gmail.com. Wanda is going to be my guest next week. We can't wait when she's here and we'll be taking your calls. So be sure and tune in.
On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Charlie Serafin, who asks the question, when did you stop being you? We will go searching for your personal brand in this crazy world. On Saturday, Catherine Alice returns for her pre-Valentine's weekend visit with her personal message, which is love will find you. It's not about tips and tricks. It's a way of life. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Bored with the other stations? Hammering away on the same old talking points? Try Alternative Talk 1150 and get some variety. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And now... Matt and I are going to talk about Valentine's Day, which is coming right up here in three days. It's on Tuesday. It is Monday, Monday. I believe. That's... Oh, dear. I don't pay much attention to that, but okay. So you had some stuff that you wanted to talk about. Yes. Uh, I've always honored Valentine's Day. My daughter and I celebrated it last night. Oh, nice. And my mom always knew me very well, my mom and grandmother and my sisters. Well, my oldest sister, Kathy... Many years ago, she said Valentine's Day is actually a cruel day Mm -hmm. because it's a harsh reminder for those who do not receive, who do not get that. And Mm -hmm. when she spelled it out to me, I had it, I got a full understanding because it would take a woman to explain that to you. More than likely, I agree with that. And so anyway, that motivated me to write a story, Valentine's Day, and this was my October 2011 publication, my first book, The Groundskeeper and other short stories, Valentine's Day is somewhere in the middle there. It's a Teddy Downing story. He's Ah, one of my chapters. And it reminds me of what we did in high school. I was not in with the high school cliques. I wasn't part of the high school royalty. The prom doesn't mean an awful lot to the guys. It means a lot to the girls. Right. And so we found out that a handful of girls were not invited to the prom. Mm-hmm. So on the prom night, a group of us guys took those who were not included. That's so sweet. And we went out. We did a ferry boat ride. We had a dinner. The rule was everybody kept changing seats like musical chairs. So every gal sat next to every guy. We were out till early morning. We saw the sun rise over Snoqualmie Falls, and mm. we had a great time. But nobody was forgotten. Every gal got out on the high school prom, and everybody said that we bat a thousand, given the choice they would have gone out. We weren't trying to upstage the school, but we didn't want anybody left Left out. out. Getting back to Valentine's Day, years back I saw a group of gals looking at those beautiful chocolate hearts. You know, they come Mm -hmm. in different colors with the plastic flowers. They're full of chocolates. Right. And I walked up and I asked, are you gals having a good Valentine's Day? And they kind of let me know they were not. Mm. And I said, we're going to do something about that. I said, I want each of you to pick one out for the other. They got excited and they would get in the big hearts, you know, all that stuff. Right. Then I said, do you gals like Mexican food? Do you like pizza? Do you like Chinese? And I said, well, you're going to take yourselves out tonight now and have dinner somewhere. Happy Valentine's. I did that. I sponsored them. And it's important. Nobody's forgotten. It's such a emotional kick in the teeth. That's true. Now, my story, Valentine's Day, they said don't use that title Mm -hmm. because there are hundreds of titles. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I used it because that's what it is. Valentine's Day by Matt Shea. Oh, that's really cool, man. And it has to do with my character, Teddy Downing, 
who is a typical American kid being raised by his grandmother Mm because he does not know his parents. And he could sense the women in the old folks' homes and on the street who are lonely. So he got together with some of the local charities, and they threw basically a dinner and a dance open for the whole community. Now it didn't matter if they were couples. Everybody there had a Valentine Day. Wow. Yeah. And uh, the band was there. Everything mm-hmm. didn't cost. Everybody got a rose. Right. Nobody was forgotten. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, I'm thinking about, just thought about it. I have this thought fleet through my brain. I find it very interesting that Valentine's Day, which is all about love and, and beauty and all those things that are related to that, during the sign of Aquarius, <laughs> but that's not, I think that's just God's infinite wisdom to, to be kind of sarcastic about things like that because basically Aquarians, and I'm not saying this about every Aquarian, but it's not the biggest focus in their lives. You know, and they tend to be like, you know, what the characters you just mentioned, taking a group of people who would, may not always have something happen to them that's lovely during Valentine's Day and making sure they do have something lovely so everybody feels included, you know. And so Aquarius is, is kind of a, a neutral sign in the sense that it is um, probably more oriented towards the alien things than stuff on the earth, you know. So um, it, it's kind of an interesting oddity, I think, to look at and see why this particular holiday is on during this particular sign, you know. And I think maybe it's trying to teach us that, you know, universal love is everywhere. You know, no matter what the situation, love is always the approach to take. We have a contrast, the famous St. Valentine's Day massacre. Oh, yeah. And as I mentioned a while back, I was in Vegas at the Mob Museum, and I saw the actual wall that those guys were lined up against, all seven. And uh, that was something. That's a part of American history. So when you hear Valentine's Day, there's two sides to the coin, opposite ends of the spectrum. That's right. You know, the dark and the light side. That's pretty much the dark stuff. Oh, yes. You know, and so, and you can go, wow. How can that happen, a uh, beautiful thing happen like that on a horrible day? But, you know, it's always to illustrate the two sides. There's always dark, there's always light. And there's darkness, there's always learning. You can learn powerful lessons that during those times when it's very dark. Learn a lot when, you're, when it's light, too. But darkness seems to happen um, in, in the way that seems to, tear, to have the potential of tearing part of our limbs off or some part of ourselves that gets torn up and has to be reborn again, you know. And you probably know that I'm talking about this personally, okay. But I'm not referring to anything, but I just want to let people know that if the darkness shows up in your life, it's a lesson. It's a huge lesson. Yes, it is. And it's it's about power. It's about all that other stuff. It's about maintaining a sense of centeredness in your own self that you, uh, we all have the answers. And with God's help, we all have the answers to every situation. We just got to remember to rely on it. We were discussing this earlier before the show. Yeah. And what I greatly admired is you said sometimes the object is just to walk away and survive. Yes. It. You cut your losses. Yes. And you don't regroup to tip the scales even. Right. You leave and continue your good life. Yeah, you do. Because it, it, if we surrender to that, that, that will rip us up. Okay. If we surrender to it that much. But if we stay centered within our own juxtaposition of our own soul, 
and we can somehow gain some strength from a situation that we've been in or have been in that um, we have to go back to center point. You know, what helps us get back there so that we can start feeling good about ourselves again and, and laughing or whatever it is that you do. I do simple things. I watch videos on, on primetime video. I do, you know, because there's some really good ones on there. One of them is uh, All Creatures Great and Small. That's a really wonderful thing by James, James Harriet, who is an English veterinarian and had a lot of people that he worked with and had great stories about kittens, dogs, puppies, and pigs, you know, and those things just warm my heart when I hear stuff like that. So that's the stuff that, it's what we do, people, what warms our heart. It's what we do to take care of that heart. We have to protect it, you know, and we have to feed it what it needs. You yes, know, that, and it's, it's so important to have a friend you could lean on. Yes. Uh, none of us bat a thousand, and we try to hide that. Yeah. And like when my daughter and I step out, we could kind of cut to the chase. Yeah, and you go to where you are the most comfortable with each other. Yeah, I'd get some of the ugly stuff out of the way, then yeah. life is good. Yeah. But you have to have some source to open up to. You and I have our talks. Oh, we, we have do. nights where we get on the phone. And yeah, we have a really stuff. good friendship in that way. When we came in this morning, I was feeling kind of disheveled by the things I've been going through lately. And um, your first day, words out of your mouth, just I just went... Oh, I relaxed because I knew I could trust you. I, kn- I trust your opinion. I would trust your point of view, your observations about life. I trust those too. And, you, you know, you always have to say, you always, you believe in me. Yeah. Well, and, it's what you said. It's, it's an acid test in its own right. It's yeah. not our calling. We're going to go through such things, and it's how you respond, deal right. with it. And yeah what rules you play by. And yeah. so you're, you're in the mix with the rest of us. It's the same current. That's true, yeah. But it also takes us back to where we, where we are, where we're most grounded, what we have to, to where we can get to that will help us heal whatever it is that we're going through. And if we miss it somehow, you have to keep going back over and over until you find it. You know, and then when you find it, then you'll know because you'll relax. You know, so that's that's just just important stuff to know. You know, it really is, because um, we never know where things may crash under us, and that means we have to take a different set of things inside of us and deal with what we have to deal with at the moment. You know, different skill set, whatever it is. And I tried a different skill set all week, but it didn't work too well. So um, I think the the business of non-aggression or non-fighting, non-whatever it is is going to be my particular way of doing things right now. I've got to say something here. Oh, please. There was a trend a while back, a few years ago, maybe 10, 20, about people fighting back. They're talking about physically. Yeah. And I was watching this one show, and they were teaching seniors how you could apprehend somebody who was pulling a gun on you mm-hmm. and how you could do these moves and get the gun out of there. Well, you're going to lose a lot of seniors attempting that. Yeah, right, yeah. A while later, there was another show. It was a professional bodyguard, mm-hmm. the guy who knows all the pressure points. He was giving advice how to avoid a problem mm-hmm. and if something's happening, how to go down on all fours and how best to protect your body mm-hmm. so that you're now playing possum, yeah. gee, you're no fun doing everything you can to let it cool off instead of right. a boiling point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. And I and I like that that turning the cheek thing, mm-hmm. regardless of your faith. Yeah, that's a good way to go. I don't like this hold your ground stuff because who's going to yeah. get it first? Yeah, yeah. Who's going to come out on top? Who's going to say they're winning because they have the better words? You know, I'm sorry, it really has nothing to do with that. Yeah, you want it to dissipate, You're not to, to come to a big bang no. theory. It, it's, sometimes it's just better to be wrong, <laughs> according to somebody else's opinion. But you know, let them be right. Murphy, you never argue with a fool. People may not know the difference. Mm-hmm. Let them have the last word. Just yeah. don't let them remember what you look like. That's Walk right. away from them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and I've learned a lot of lessons this week, let me tell you, and they've been good. So anyway, okay, we have to take a break now anyway. So we're going to take a break right now, and when we get back, we're going to be finishing it up with Mr. Matt Shea. So this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom of a Medicare exchange. Susan Bergstrom is a licensed agent in Washington and Oregon, helping people obtain security in their lives by providing insurance that pays for final expenses and money for transitioning after a loved one dies. There is a lot of talk and a lot of information out there. We need to make our selections of medical plans. And talking to someone like Susan can be a lot more clear than trying to do it yourself, let me tell you. So if you want to talk to Susan about your Medicare coverage, if she's just a phone call away, and you can call her at 253-318-9379. And uh, you can also get a hold of her by email at sbergstrom at americanseniorbenefits.com. This is Eileen Grimes of the Jupiter Rising Show, and did you know that I do private astrological readings? If you have issues or problems in your life that plague you, perhaps an astrological reading would be just the ticket. I've had more than 30 years' experience in astrology, and there isn't much I haven't seen, so I know I can help you. You can contact me at 206-816-0546 or go to EileenGrimes.com to make an appointment. Thank you very much, and I'll see you soon. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. And Jupiter Rising Show. Yes, we are right here. <laughs> the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. My Today's show is powered by Neptune. <laughs> it's just that little old Neptune thing is catching up with me. So anyway, I just thought I'd try a different thing, but it didn't work. So anyway, um, yes, and we're going to talk right now and give you a little commercial about what we want to talk about. Um, Matt, this isn't fully unrehearsed. I'm going to say it anyway. Matt Shea is, I've known him for three years, I think now, and I've watched him grow as a human being and as somebody very eloquent and very, um, he says what he means and means what he says. I mean, that's all there is to it. And his, his books, each one of his books has a message. A, a human message, but it's a message nonetheless. If you've got a problem in your life, something that is existing and it, it's bothering you a lot, you can find probably one of those messages in Matt's book to see if you can um, heal that. And healing is a super important thing to have happen. And Matt is a, a master of healing. He really is. So if you want to find out more about his books, Please do take a chance and buy one of them online at Matt, 
www.ghostsofthecoast.net. That's what his uh, uh, website is. And also, um, you can find them. You can also listen to online uh, books, too, that he has recorded. So you can hear what happens and happens to the people in his stories at the beginning, middle, and end, and those are fantastic. So don't forget, contact Matt Shea. You can contact him at his phone number, which is, I'm not sure, what is it? What's this? Okay, I know you might phone. It it is (laughs) 206-915-1881. There it is. Okay, so if you ever want to talk to him, and he will talk to you on the phone, so there's no problem there, and he'll have wise words to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) He does that for me almost every time we do this. So anyway, yes, make sure you call him and, and get one of his books just to see how really real their books are. Thank you. Okay, so uh, where the heck are we? Um, well, I have my latest book. It's in, it's going through the last phase of um, ah, yes. being thrown together, the last little touch-up on editing. Right, right. And uh, I keep saying that I thought I'd have it out by the end of this month, mm-hmm. but clearly somewhere in March at the latest it'll be out. Okay. I've gone close to two years not having a book published, and that's because we've concentrated on several audiobooks the last two years. Right. I think I've yes. gotten four audiobooks out. Yeah, and I've done a couple of them, so those were cool. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I've been kind of feeling that way, too, about my book that I'm writing on stationary planets. Uh, the first book I wrote took seven years, and, and the second one is taking a lot longer than that because... Uh, it seems like there's no information on the subject that I'm doing. So I basically have to read a story about somebody. They have a stationary planet. And I have to figure out for myself what it means. So it's a lot of thinking about what I'm writing about. You know, I'm doing a, a book on the Titanic. A lot of the research has already been done on that one, you know, and all, getting dates of times and places of that and finding um, exactly this, you know, different things in the charts that were added up to the, the Titanic degree points and all that stuff. It was an easier book to write because it would all been documented. But this has never been documented. So uh, this is interesting. So it's a very, very fresh subject that really hasn't gotten really that much airplay in the past. So, yes, I can see that. I can see that with you. And so I think every book that we ever choose to write, the first one might seem kind of easy, but then the successive ones after that, you get in deeper into a deeper subject takes a little more research. Also, your own personal experience at the time will probably tell you about that, too. Seems uh, like. The last couple of years have been an eye-opening. I moved around a couple of times myself, and I held some fun jobs just for kicks. Right. Such as working in a casino. I've mm-hmm. worked in several hotels. I have four stories, and it encompasses around a beautiful painting, which is going to be on the cover you know Renee. Renee is yeah. a sensational artist. She's done, I think this is the fifth cover she's done for me. But when I marveled at this, it was a beautiful cabin setting in the woods, mm-hmm. winter time, with some cardinals around. And I look how tranquil it is, and it would only take the human element to mess it up. Right. So around that painting, I wrote a story that evolves around families fighting over possessions when it's time to inherit. Okay. And also the understanding of accepting people who were adopted yes. because of that, all wow. within God's grace, God's right. nature, that. So I'm very proud of this one. I had a few editors out there that came out quick, and they, they like it. Yeah. 
And the other one, his name is George, because I spent the last year, and I mentioned this before, I've been going to casinos left and right. I don't gamble. I was people watching. Mm-hmm. I'd get the free coffee, talk to security. You're not going to believe this. You remember the group Sam the Sham of the Pharaohs? Yeah. And he had that, is that called a turban with those people yeah. wearing it? It has that little, little stone, Reuben, yeah, whatever, some type thing. of, yeah. yeah. That's the Nile Country Club. There was a, well, no, not, not a tassel. Oh. This is like an Egyptian thing. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, one of the many gimmicks, somebody, a patron, was dressed up like that, and then they had these dolls, like troll dolls. These, these were their good luck charms. Uh-huh. And then they're going through their ritual, talking to this computer screen, looking back as you're making their connection. They're supposed to get a good batting average if you do this properly. Right. People bring in good luck charms. They do a little ritual, getting affectionate with the machine. Oh, sure. Affectionate names, like you're trying to stop a divorce or something like that. So watching such people gamble. And then my experience, having worked at one, talking to people who work, the happiest ones were the workers making people happy and getting tips. Mm -hmm. Getting tips from somebody that you greatly pleased, you made their day, that meant a lot more to me than the probability of what a machine could spit out. Right, right. Exactly. For a guy like me. That's a great idea. I'm, yeah. I'm fascinated by the animal kingdom, as you are. Ah, uh, yes. And bears fascinate me, because mm-hmm. in Russia, you are allowed to have a pet bear if you have oh. the right documents. There are households that, that's not a dog, that's a bear. That's a bear, kids. <clears throat> Yeah. Bears are kind of where snakes are and dogs. Mm-hmm. There's some horror stories attached. Yeah. So I did a lot of research, and it has to do with the black bear raised in captivity, mm-hmm. a boy who knew the ki- the bear ever since it was a cub, mm-hmm. and how they had a bond, and what happens when that bear escapes. Okay. It's now like Elsie, unborn free. It's right. out there, yeah. but it also was raised with the love of this boy. Wow. So I'll leave that up to the imagination. And then I'm a stickler volunteering for seniors. Oh, yeah. I love to get them out to a hamburger place, nachos, yeah. get them for a ride. I wrote a story called The Old Man, and it has to do with how youth will sometimes try to deceive a senior. Mm-hmm. Well, the senior has a lot of experience being a right. youth. They've been one for years, and how it plays out and the lesson learned. Wow, that's great. Uh, so know, that is my package. Yeah, that's a fabulous. I'm going to want to read that one because, of course, my birthday next month, I'm going to be a big seven zero. I can't even believe it either, even saying it, because I don't feel, feel anywhere close to that age. But um, I, I love age. Huh? I love age. I love getting older. I'm only 64, and I got to do something about that. Yeah. 70, that's a wonderful number. Well, so it is, and um, it, it kind of gives me a rite of passage of some kind. You know? Yes. Oh, yeah. A- and um, um, just kind of learning, learning things you could never have learned 30, 40 years ago. But at that stage of the game, you realize we're never a final product. No. I make never. mistakes all the time, and it feels kind of good. I'm going to make them anyway. Yes, right. And but I'm getting you're more, more conscious used to of it. them, too, at that age, too. And you can just see how um, your life has, has really embellished and has been more wonderful, and really appreciating the littlest things that happen to you. 
Oh, sure. Really important. A person can lean on you. They could have had a bad hair day. Come on (laughs) in. The water's fine. Guess what the last 70 years have done to me? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can understand that about the hair. So anyway, okay, that is going to be it for you and I today. But I still have a couple of things I want to. um, Do we have much time? We got two minutes? Three? I was close. Okay. So anyway, uh, we have on, let's see, we have the horoscope column, which I do tomorrow. It will be done, and you'll see it on Monday at, in the afternoon. That's at 1150kknw.com, and um, I do it as a weekly horoscope, and you'll see that very soon. Okay, so, um, and we have also, uh, what do we got here? Oh, yes, you can get a hold of me at uh, jupiterrisingshow.com. And Matt Shea at www.mattsheabooks.net. And next week, again, we are meeting up with Ms. Wanda Buckner. She's going to be talking about your health of your dog and your kitty and you. Not necessarily in that order either. So, And after that, February 26th, don't know who we're going to have yet, but it'll be somebody good. So, And also on March 5th, even though Matt, or no, not Matt, Nathan is not going to be here because he's going to go visit his new niece back east, right? Yes, I'll be going to see Genevieve for the first time Genevieve. in person. <laughs> I love that. Going to write a song, Genevieve. I love the name too. It's so sweet. It is a sweet name. Yeah, it is. So anyway, yeah, and I'm going to be bringing on a guest. His name is Bradley Narragon, and he's a local artist, and he's also an astrologer. So this should be very interesting because doing it goes perfectly together, art and astrology. It's very visual. It's very nice. So anyway, it's going to be fun. So that's it for us today, and he's got something else he wants to say. Just wanted to wish everyone a happy Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. Yes, that's right. I'm trying to forget this, okay, but anyway, sorry. It is happy Valentine's Day. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday with that with your loved ones, and I want to thank you, Matt, for being on the show today. Thank you for having show number 24. Is it 24 already? Yes. Wow. i get my silver one next time around. Yes, that's right. We'll have to celebrate that one really a lot. So, okay, great. Well, we still got a little bit of time left here. Any predictions for the big game tomorrow? Oh, yeah. You, you're thinking Cincinnati, right? Yes. Okay. You know, I mean, be, I could go either way, but it, I'm kind of on leaning towards Cincinnati just to have somebody to choose. <laughs> it just seemed like these two teams were not even remotely thought of being in the no. Super Bowl. I mean, of course, you know, the Bengals' history has always been... Yeah, and then, pretty, pretty This will be their third Super Bowl, and it's kind of like the Miracle Mets. Yeah. Where did they come from? But I like the Rams as mm-hmm. I like Cincinnati, but I've seen the Rams, I believe, between St. Louis and Los Angeles. I mm-hmm. believe this is their fifth appearance. And yeah. they did win one with Kurt Warner in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. And so Cincinnati, I would like to see them get their yeah. first one. Yeah, it, it seems like they both that both teams have momentum right now. They have a lot of class. They got yeah. gentlemen on both teams. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Great guys. And moving to a new team, so this will be a really good fan base boost for the Rams. Yes, I mean, it, will. it already is, but yes, it especially is. to have the Super Bowl, the, the thing big that's, game. <laughs> yeah. The thing that I watch every week, by the way, is airline videos, airlinevideos.com, and they are centered at LAX. And literally, from where they are, they can see that particular place. So there'll be a very interesting show tomorrow on their thing. So anyway, that's it for us. We're going to see you next week right here on the Jupiter Rising Show at KKNWAlternativeTalkRadio.com. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>